This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, right? So normally I'm talking to marketers, people who create marketing, copywriters. You know, if you're involved with the marketing of the business, normally, hey, that's who I'm talking to. And at the same time, I know that if your role and your head is just stuck in marketing, you are at the mercy of product creation and innovation. And the product side of the business, honestly, you know, as much as I like to emphasize how powerful marketing is, the product side of the business is just as important, more important, because even with the best product in the world, no, even with the best marketing in the world, if your product is junk, you're just going to like crash the business into a wall faster, right? If your offer is junk, if people don't actually want what you're offering and you sell a bunch of it, you're going to have a bunch of customer service complaints and worse. If people, um, you know, if people see through your excellent marketing and they just don't want what you are offering, well, then you're going to crash the business in another way because you're going to spend all your money on marketing that doesn't work. So I want to talk today about offers, right? And specifically, I want to pose a question. Is your offer good enough to sell itself? Is your offer good enough to sell itself? And that's, it's a big question. And when you build an offer, that is good enough to sell itself. Like it's it's one of those questions, it's not just a question about your current state, but it is a question that you can use to empower your offer creation to the point where marketing is 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 simply an accelerant to the inevitable success, right? So, uh, I mean, let's let's talk about this just at a very high level first, the power of an irresistible offer. And I immediately think of words that I committed to memory. A gifted product is mightier than a gifted pen. A gifted product is mightier than a gifted pen. This is what Gary Bensavenga called the most important nine-word sentence in marketing history. The most important nine-word sentence in marketing history is a gifted product is mightier than a gifted pen. And yeah, I, I associate this sentence with Gary Bensavenga, but it's actually from the book Reality and Advertising by Rosa Reeves, who invented the unique selling proposition. Um, and he invented the, the, the concept, the, the lesson of the unique selling proposition. And so here we have one of the greatest copywriters of all time. We have a legendary Madison Avenue advertiser, uh, both agreeing that a gifted product like regardless of the quality of your copywriting, your marketing, your persuasion, right? The product is what is the most important. The product trumps all, right? The product is 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 the uh, the the linchpin factor, right? That's going to lead to massive, massive success. And so you need to be like, no matter what your role is, the more influence you wield over creating an offer that is irresistible, that is powerful, that is uh, demand generating in and of itself, the better you will end up doing. And so even as 
a copywriter, even as a freelance copywriter, when I work with clients, I say, how can we make this offer better, right? So let's talk about why an offer that sells itself is so powerful, just quickly. Like, it makes sales faster and easier, right? I spend so much of my time talking about things like long-form direct response. So if you're dealing with, with more complex value propositions and more complex offers, oftentimes you do have to use more copy, right? That's, it's, it's not necessarily because more copy is better in all cases. If you have an offer that is selling itself, it actually means that you are going to spend less time on copy. It means that you're going to uh, put more, put, put less effort into the copy itself, right? An offer that is obviously valuable, right? People are going to buy it without you having to spend 8,000 words to convince them, right? Um, if that offer is good enough to sell itself and it's actually fulfilling on the apparent promise and benefit in that offer, your customers will be delighted, right? Customers are going to be happy. They're going to talk about their customer experience. They're going to share their customer experience. Both of these things will lower sales and marketing costs, which are going to increase the, um, the profitability of your business, or it allows you to scale even faster by reducing the price threshold, by lowering the price uh, to achieve mass market domination quicker, right? And, and so it becomes easier to scale on multiple levels. Like if it's easy to sell, like you put it in front of somebody and they say, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then they try it and they're like, ooh, this is good. I'm going to you know, tell my friends about it. And all of that is happening way easier. Um, then, then scale becomes much easier as well. So what does make a product or service sell itself? Really, there's, there's two main driving factors. And I kind of hinted at this earlier when I talked about long copy versus short copy. Uh, primarily when you are using long copy, it's going to be in a market like financial or personal development or uh, health or relationships or um, these, these, these markets where the value, um, where the value proposition of the offer is a little bit complex, where it takes a bit more consumer education to get them to say, okay, this makes sense. I'm excited about this, right? If the product itself um, appears valuable, then it's going to be, it's not going to require nearly as much work on the sales and marketing front, right? Also, does your, does your user or customer get obvious value just by using, how quickly do they get that value, right? Um, and, and importantly, like there's this other factor, which is time to value. So self-evident value and time to value are, are two important things. So let's take something that, um, that sells itself pretty well. Streaming platforms, streaming video platforms. And initially it was Netflix and you know Disney is one of the big ones. Um, the the self-evident value is, does this platform have something that I want to watch? In fact, does it have enough that I'm going to want to watch over the first month that um, it just makes sense to sign up, right? That is self-evident value. And time to value is I set up my account, I press play, I'm entertaining myself with the streaming video platform, right? And so 
for consumer entertainment, for the streaming platforms, the, the value is self-evident. The time to value is quick, right? And, and so the service sells itself. It requires almost no copy. It's just like we have these things that you want to watch, right? And that's a good model. That's a good model of what, what makes a product or service essentially sell itself. <clears throat> How do you create an offer that sells itself? Um, number one, it's not going to happen in the marketing. It's in the product design itself. It has to be built into the offer. It has to be built into the offer. And so you need to look at your offer and you need to say, okay, um, if I... If I'm able to present this in like a hundred words, right? If I'm able to explain what this is in a hundred words, is somebody going to say, oh, that's interesting. Like I would like that, right? Or even they might pursue a lot more self-education around your product, your service, right? But is it clear to them from the most minimal of descriptions what it is that they are getting and what it is that they are, uh, how, how they are benefiting, right? What result they are going to achieve from that, right? And so you focus on the product design process in creating that self-evident value. And oftentimes that comes from simplification, simplification of the value proposition, simplification of the user experience. Richard Koch, the the guy who wrote the 8020 principle book also has a book called Simplify. And he has lots of examples of companies that create complex systems and complex technology designed to simplify the customer experience, designed to take all the complexity out of their offer, their space, right? And they they just build it into the product design so that it, you know, the, the original iPhone being a great example of this, we had dumb phones, right? And they were flip phones and they were slide phones and they had keyboards and all that stuff, right? And we had Palm, right? The Palm devices that had the keyboards underneath the screen. And then Apple came out and they said, we have a screen with a button and you can access everything that you want. You can access the internet, you can access your email, you can access all of that with one button and the screen, right? And it was this simplified user experience, user interface that gave you access to all the benefits that you wanted, right? And then fast time to value. How can you reduce the amount of time it takes for your customer to experience the value in your offer, right? And you can think of brands like Ikea and Lego, like you buy something from Ikea and there's not even words that you have to understand to put together a piece of Ikea furniture. And Lego is the same way. Like the, the design of the, um, the pursuit of value, right? It, uh, the design of that process, it's delivered to you. Um, when you think about what it takes to get the value from those sets, right? You're able to get the value really quickly because they, they thought through what is the process of getting the value out of this and they make it as simple and straightforward as possible and the results should be almost automatic right if somebody has to figure out how to get the results from the offer then it's going to be a a struggle right um and so the role of marketing here 
The role of marketing, when you have an offer that sells itself, is you can use direct response marketing as a springboard, meaning it's going to get you to, the, to, to scalability quicker, right? And there is nothing wrong with using direct response marketing if your offer sells itself, because you are going to have to go out in the marketplace and tell your story. And in fact, I still believe that direct response marketing, especially for newer offers, is like the ultimate way to go to, to grow, right? Yeah, eventually it would be nice to get to something that's at the level of, of Lego or Ikea or um, Apple or whatever, where maybe some direct response marketing is not as necessary, right? Because you have such an established brand, right? But initially, you need to ask people to take action. And that's that's fundamentally what direct response marketing is. There's a, a, a billion different ways to present pitches, Right? But the differentiation in direct response is you're asking for that response and you're measuring that response. right? And then marketing creates a demand flywheel. It creates this, if the offer sells itself and the more people that use it, the more people are going to want to use it, then marketing just keeps pushing more people in that's going to accelerate the whole process there. And so you, you focus first on product design, on making it um, as evidently valuable as possible, you make it as easy to get the results fast as possible. So people are feeling like they get fast time to value. And then you just put users into the system, right? Because if users are in the system and the offer is good enough to sell itself, well, then that's like, that's what it's going to take, right? So what's possible with this is, um, you know, you launch something and there's going to be a lot of effort up front to actually get something launched, but then it's going to create this, this feedback loop of organic growth. Um, and, and that's really the amazing thing about offers that sell themselves. It's also a ROI multiplier because there's going to be a lot of initial investment in promoting up front, but so much of that uh, initial investment is just going to multiply and multiply and multiply because the offer is good enough to sell itself. Um, and you're going to get a lot of word of mouth. You're going to get talked about. You're going to get talked about in the media. You're going to get talked about um, in user reviews. You're going to get talked about in um, you know online discussions. You're going to get talked about word of mouth in general, right? Depending on where your market is, right? People are going to be talking. But that's just going to contribute to growth. Um, my call to action for you at the end of this episode, number one, just ask yourself how you can use this. How can you think about this, this question? Is your offer good enough to sell itself? And even when you think about maybe a service offering, right? How can you make your service offering, at least your introductory offer, as clear as possible and as compelling as possible so that it will sell itself? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. Um, I do offer, I do have an Irresistible Offers course as part of my BTMS Insider streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. I'll include links to those in the description that can give you even more um, inspiration and specific thinking behind making your offer more and more irresistible. All of that is linked in the description. I'm Roy Fur, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.